Hey, Matt. Hey, Alan. Doing all right, man? I'm great. You've been busy this week? Yeah, teaching in uh, Telford. Yeah. Been fun. A bit more traveling. Yeah. Well, uh, today we're going to be looking at Paulina Martha, which is the top dating tips from the Baldy Bishops, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, not quite. No. Uh, so sorry if that's what you thought when you clicked on this audio. Um, so we're, we're continuing our little series on bearing fruit. We looked at last time how we've seen the five fruits of the Christian life, uh, Christ-like character, good works, having a heart of praise that comes from our lips or comes out of our lips, generosity and people coming to Christ. Yeah. And we looked at how that actually can't be done though, right? That yeah. we can't produce those things. Yeah. That's, that's the, the harsh reality is that, um, it's actually impossible yeah. in our own strength. So today, then we're going to look at Martha, uh, Mary and Martha, and we're going to just um, we're going to do a little bit of a study on her, and then next time we'll kind of look at her life again and see what made the difference. But today we're going to be in Luke chapter ten, verse thirty-eight to forty-two, um, where Martha has invited Christ and his followers to the home. She's serving Christ. She's serving his people, which is like a really good place to be, right? That's what you yeah. want to be serving Jesus and his people. Mm-hmm. Um, but just before that, um, before Martha, before they come to Martha, um, Jesus has been teaching about the the Good Samaritan, and you were teaching on that recently, actually, I think, on Sunday evenings a while yeah, back, yeah. on the two two commandments, right? Yeah, yeah. Love, love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. So love God with all your soul, heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself, and that Christ has been basically teaching that that summarizes the entire law. Mm. Um, and uh, explains that all of the law and the prophets hang upon these two commandments. He talks about that in Matthew chapter 22. And in Mark 12, he says there's no greater commandments than these. Um, and as we get into the New Testament, actually, the apostles say the same thing. So Paul also teaches that loving your neighbor as yourself fulfills the law. I think you've mm-hmm. got uh, Romans chapter 13 there. Yeah, uh, verses 8 to 10. Um, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves one another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. All right. Galatians 5, 13 to 14. Um, you brethren have been called to liberty, but don't use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you've got James chapter 2. Yeah, James 2 verse 8. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. Yeah, so there you go. The, the laws fulfilled in the in these uh, these two commandments. So, mm. yeah, that, that comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, to love God, um, mm. and then the, the command to love your neighbors yourself coming from Leviticus 19. Mm. And so we're going to be looking at Martha here in Luke chapter 10, uh, just just the, the, the thing that happens right after this teaching of the, the Samaritan, the, the Good Samaritan. And we're going to see that she's not loving God, and she's not loving her neighbor, but she's busy serving. Um mm. Which is which is going to have big consequences, and we're not doing it as like you know how dare she. We're doing it as a don't we get like that sometimes mm. <laughs> that we're absolutely so busy in ministry, yeah. not loving God, not loving brothers and sisters. 
I have something that you you said here that I think um, puts it in the context. I think you said um, Jesus has just confirmed that love for God and neighbor is the highest moral pursuit. Right. So yeah. it's like in all the things that we deem as morality, usually when we think of morality, yeah. like we think of um, fornication. Right. You right. know, we, we think of um, those types of things, like exterior things. Mm-hmm. But he, he's like, um, no, this is the highest moral pursuit, you know, mm-hmm. which is, which shows yeah. us a big difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we get into, we get into this uh, section, Luke chapter 10, um, in verse 38 to 42, just looking at then, so we get down to verse 40, and it says, Martha was distracted with much serving. Um, so she's under pressure, she's flustered, she's upset. Um, and when she speaks here a little bit later on, we're going to see she's not speaking out of love. Um, now, it's really easy for Martha to blame the circumstances and mm-hmm. say it's because of these, that, that's why I'm reacting this way, mm-hmm. and what we're going to see. But what Jesus teaches in, in Matthew 12 and in Matthew 15 is that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So yeah, yeah. this is her heart underneath the um, these difficult circumstances that she's facing that's coming out of her in these moments. Mm. Um, or what we've been talking about at, at church is the, the tea bag going into the boiling water, right? Mm. Um, so what's in the tea bag is going to come out in the, in, the, in the boiling water. So, yeah, she's under this pressure. She comes and she says this to Jesus, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. So, um, bear in mind, love God and love neighbor. How does this show that she doesn't, that she's not loving God and she's not loving her sister in these moments? Oh, that wasn't a rhetorical question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because she's she's focused on herself, you know. Mm. Her whole focus is about the work and not about an individual. Right. I think it's big, isn't it? Yeah. When we make the work the goal. Yeah. Yeah, um, where the the people are for the ministry and the ministry are for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one other time in the New Testament where someone says to Jesus, do you not care? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Mark 4, 35 to 41. The disciples are in the boat mm-hmm. um, in the storm. They wake up Jesus and say, Master, do you not care that we're going to drown? And, what, and Jesus' response to them saying that is actually, where's your faith? <laughs> right? yeah, so like yeah. you don't you don't have faith and to not have faith is obviously then to not love God because if we love him with our soul heart mind and strength then we then we believe his promises yeah yeah and I think it's a similar principle though when, when you talk about her her focus was on the work and not on the individual not, mm-hmm. not on loving God not on loving neighbor mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a similar principle in, in the Sabbath and the way that the Pharisees and Sadducees were see, treating the Sabbath yeah. in the gospel records and Jesus says hang on you've you've misunderstood what's going on here because the Sabbath was made for man, mm-hmm. not man for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And again, he's making that same yeah, point, it. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, flipping around again the way it's meant to be. Yeah. So she, she's not loving God, and then she's not loving her, her neighbor, which is at this point in time is her sister, because her sister's sitting at the feet of Jesus, like the most blessed place to be. Mm. And Martha would have her pulled away from that to to be busy serving in the kitchen. So this isn't mm-hmm. love of Mary in these moments. No. Um, so yeah, so, and, and yet she's busy serving, right? So mm. um, I'm being left to serve alone, tell her to come and help me. Uh, who Who's at the center of, of Martha's life in this moment? And you've been saying it. It's, it's yeah, Martha. It's Martha yeah. Martha's at the center. She's struggling with self-love. 
Um, her lack of God, her lack of love for God, is also expressed in the fact that she walks out of the room and interrupts mm. Jesus teaching, like <laughs> the Lord of Lords, and um, he's he's blessing the people around him, and she like stops all that because she's like, "Have you all forgot that? <laughs> Have you all forgot yeah. about me? Right?" Yeah. Um, so she's not loving God, she's not loving neighbor, but she's busy serving God and neighbor, um, and she so she's serving without love. And this idea of serving without love, that's what we're going to call pulling a Martha for the rest of this series. Um, she's struggling with, with Godward love, vertical love, and then as a result, manward love or horizontal love. Mm. Um, so, Jesus' response. What are, you, uh, what are you spotting in Jesus' response to her? Oops, in verse 41 then. I, I mean, one thing that always strikes me, you want me to specifically verse 41? Whatever you like, man. I mean, in this passage, don't go anywhere. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was just thinking, um, you know, one thing. Yeah. Like Jesus says that there's 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 one thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I I just feel like um, in in the church context, in the ministry context, that it's easy to get um, sidetracked mm-hmm. with. All of the other things, yeah. All of the um, supplementary things, secondary things, but um, there's there's one thing. So, so like in church, we can get focused on a, a plethora of different things. Um, yeah. We can focus on the music, the way it sounds, yeah. the way it's performed. We can yeah. we can focus on how uh, the sanctuary looks, mm-hmm. you know how you mm-hmm. know, and be focused on exterior things. But he's like, no, there's there's one thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's like. Mary's found it, you know? Yeah, right. All the other things, these many things in verse 41 yeah. are all meant to be centered around the one thing. And when they're not, mm. that's when disaster comes. When the, yeah. when the many things we do aren't all about and sourced out of the one thing. Mm. Uh, so I love the way he says, Martha, Martha. I, I kind of just imagine Jesus being gracious and patient mm. here. Like, Martha, Martha. Like, yeah. just, just gently... A gentle reproach, a gentle correction, mm. like "Hey, calm, calm settle," because she, you know, yeah. she she barges into the room flustered, and yeah. he's like, he soothes her, he soothes her troubled heart, you know. But but I think I think all of us we can, and we should empathize with Mark, Martha here, yeah, because um, you know, it says troubled about troubled about with many things, mm-hmm. and that means to be pulled in many directions. Yep. So it's like. We we all feel like that from time to time. We all get yeah. overwhelmed and feel like we're wearing too many hats, have too mm-hmm. many prods in the fire, however you want to say it. Um, but we feel we can feel pulled in many different directions, and it can it can cloud our judgment. Mm-hmm. It can distract us from the the one needful thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Jesus knows what's going on in our heart. He knows the hearts of all men. Uh, he knows that she's struggling to love God and neighbor. Mm. He knows that she's being defeated by self love in this moment. Um, John 11 says Jesus loved Martha. Uh, he loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So this is love that Jesus is speaking to this flustered woman with, which is really yeah. encouraging. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're worried, troubled about many things. She'd lost sight of what was important. Um, she was serving, but her motivation had turned sour. She was making preparations, but she no longer had the right perspective. And uh, instead of stopping in the stress of everything to re-examine her heart, fix her attitude, she just gets busier and busier, um, more and more distracted, more and more stressed until like the snap comes and she's had enough, bursts into the room, like, hey, do you not care about me? Yeah, um, Yeah. so Mary's picking the the one thing that's needful, um, 
to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and mm. and be served by Him before you serve Him. Yeah, and you know her. It reveals a lack of faith in one way, because it's like if something was going on and Jesus was involved, Jesus would sort it out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He was yeah. like the, the perfect Son of God, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like speaking over top of Him to correct her sister. So it shows a, a lack of faith, doesn't it? Yeah. But also just a lack of love. And it's like, that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to do inside of us is produce mm-hmm. love, joy, peace, you know, and, and all of the fruits of the Spirit. And uh, in, in that moment, she's not actually allowing the Lord to control her mm-hmm. reactions, to mm-hmm. control her response. Yeah. But rather, she's she's in control of it, and that's bad news. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that Mary's like, the best thing that Mary could do is never serve. Yeah. Like sitting at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. like and never actually serving Jesus' people. Is, but, and we're going to see that in the next um, ep- episode, podcast, series, season, mm-hmm. session, whatever, uh, that that's not what actually Mary's all about. But what Mary's doing is she's sitting at the feet of Jesus, receiving from him, and then and then we're going to see, and then giving out. Um, and the, the whole the whole change is different. The whole thing is different. Um, so... So we have been hard on Martha here because I want for Martha to be what we're, I want for us to see Martha or see us in Martha. Mm. So she's like a window to to my heart that what happens when I'm not sitting at the feet of Jesus daily and, but busy trying to serve him and mm-hmm. serve his people is mm-hmm. exactly what Martha's doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're all like her. We're often defeated with self-love. We often struggle to love God and neighbor and it's a broken path, it's mm. it's dry, it's arid, it's joyless, it's loveless, it's lifeless. It leads to anger and hurt and bitterness. There's no fruit in it. Um, and yet, if we're honest, like, so much, so often we get ourselves stuck in this rut, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And I think looking at Martha, um, it's, it's a similar reason that, that I harp on Peter a lot. You know, because Peter, um, John MacArthur called him the, the apostle with a foot-shaped mouth, <laughs> which is, you know... Um, and we, we poke fun at Peter, but a lot of the reason that I, I poke fun at Peter is I see a lot of myself yeah. in his impetuousness and sticking his foot in his mouth. Yep. And another reason that I think that we, we do kind of harp, for lack of a better word, on Martha is because we see a lot of ourselves in Martha. Right, right. We should we should have the humility to, to see that we're just like Martha mm-hmm. um, if we're not sitting at the feet of Christ first. So, um, so yeah, man, do you... That confession time for do you uh find yourself pulling the martha now and then never no <laughs> of course yeah of course um especially you know um i'm and, and this is confession time but it's going to be a shock to nobody mm. i'm not the greatest multitasker right right <laughs> I, I do one thing at a time really well mm. or at least i try to <laughs> but but if i try to do like multiple things at once mm. Um, I'm going to fluff something up, evidenced by the fact that on Sunday mornings, I'm, every time I lead the service, I make out an order of service, mm-hmm. blah, 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 all the way down, and never, ever do I keep to that perfectly. <laughs> I always get something out of order. But just, yeah. just from that perspective, you know, I, I'm not a multitasker. But then when it, comes to, when it comes to ministry and you get flustered about something like that, yeah. let's say that I've, I've messed up something on the overhead projector, mm-hmm. and you get flustered about that, and now... You're going into the next song. It might be like his mercy is more, like we yeah, sang last week. But you're not. But I'm not thinking about his yeah, mercy. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about I screwed up the the, yeah. the projector. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Not not. 
in that moment of singing could be another yeah. sitting at the feet of Jesus moment for yeah. you, but but don't let it be. Yeah, man. So some questions just to work through um, for ourselves and for the people listening. Um, how do I feel when I when I do something in the church and it isn't recognized or appreciated the way I hoped it would be? You know, um, that's a big one. You know, that yes. I, and it just shows that you weren't maybe doing it out of love. You're doing it because you wanted to be noticed to have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I feel when something I do is given to someone else to do? You know, that's my ministry. That's my thing. And maybe maybe someone could do it better or maybe someone just needs an opportunity or an, a, a way to grow and that ministry would be a perfect opportunity for them to grow. But you're like, oh, that's my mm-hmm. ministry. You know, and you've, you've got this sort of, like your identity's wrapped up in the ministry rather than Jesus. Yeah, um, and I think I think on that on that point, um, when we get upset about someone else being given something that we think belongs to us, mm. I think that goes back to to Martha as well, where she was she was kind of lacking faith in that moment, wasn't she? And I think that's a lack of faith on our part, and it's a lack of it's it's a failure to understand that that wasn't ours to begin with. Mm. Like yeah, the, yeah, there's there's nothing in the church, even even as pastors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The church is not ours. Nope. The church it's, belongs to Christ. It's not my pulpit; it's Christ's pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. ministry is not that ministry doesn't belong to you. Um, that responsibility doesn't belong to you. It's it belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, man. So holding it all with open hands. If we're loving God and loving neighbor, it will be held with open hands. Mm-hmm. How do I feel when something I do is changed or is no longer needed? You know, maybe I'm involved mm-hmm. in a ministry and. That ministry served its purpose and has, you know, it's not needed anymore. Or times change and and um, ministries change, ministry programs change, and you know you can find yourself losing your your losing your way, losing your identity uh, mm. because of some ministry changes. How do I feel? This is um, how do I feel when I'm asked to do something again because the first time didn't work out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't do a good job the first time. I need to do it again. Um, pride kicks in, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But something I learned a long time ago, especially in relation to the church, is that um, the worst thing that we can do if we try something and it fails is we we've learned what not to do next time. Yeah. <laughs> what doesn't work. Yeah. And so try something else. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's like some some people think whenever we we try something and it doesn't really go off, that we should just stop. It's like we get discouraged. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, well, we tried and it didn't work, so we should stop. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the case. Right. You know, we should, if, if something doesn't work, we should say, all right, well, we know that doesn't work. Let's try something else. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, trial and error kind of and stuff. If, and if it's all motivated by loving God and loving neighbor, then that's mm. the way it will be. But when it isn't, that won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a big one. How do I feel when I'm already busy and someone asks me to do something else? Mm. Whether, I mean, at home because the Christian life is at home and not just in the church building, you know, but I'm already busy. I'm already doing so much. And someone asked me to do something else. That's and, a big one. You know, you, and just resentment, find someone else. No one else will help. Um, and all of a sudden you start feeling that anger come and that flusteredness mm. and you're pulling a Martha. You mm. know? I'll give you a really good example for, for mm. me on a very personal level. I hate being interrupted when I'm doing my devotions. Mm. I hate it. If, I, if I'm reading, especially if I'm journaling, right, mm. and I'm writing down my thoughts and God's been speaking to me through the Holy Spirit and someone walks in and tries to start talking to me, mm. I shouldn't, but I get very upset. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, 
look, I'm, I'm trying to do my devotions, you know, and then I might be inclined to, to say something out of turn right to somebody yeah and it's it's funny because god has just spoken to me about patience or something yeah, or, or about anything. <laughs> yeah yeah about patience but but then just like one moment of being troubled about many things yeah and just just one more extra thing added yeah. on and then it suddenly now my faith has shifted away from what god is speaking to me about right and on how i feel yeah. about someone interrupting me yeah yeah and it, yeah man it can be so easy when we're when we're busy with ministry and there's another little thing or maybe even one of us asks the other person to do something for them like that's needed and it's just like man like and you, all of a sudden you start getting i, I don't want to do this you know mm. and then you're, you're you're pulling a martha you've lost sight of what it's all about yeah. uh, final one how do i feel when someone who's supposed to help me doesn't help me Mm. So maybe Mary and Martha they had a chat before they came. <laughs> Perhaps. <yeah. laughs> hey, let's make them a nice meal. But Mary's like, oh, the Messiah's here, and he has something to teach. I want to mm. sit at his feet, and Martha's like, get her in here to help me now. So, mm. or I mean, it could, and it, it might, that's a very beautiful motive for Mary. But it could be just like someone else's, you know, just didn't didn't turn up to help, or is there but just not helping the way they said they would, and mm. all of a sudden you're starting to view that person as a tool for service rather than as a, as the image of God, mm, you know? Yeah. So, um, hopefully these questions are just ways for, for you to see Martha in yourself. Um, the ugliness that's in us, if it's not for Jesus, mm. um, to, to, to see, to see Martha in ourselves is to see our need for Christ. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It should always, it should never, this should never be something where we're like, we're browbeating ourselves. We're beating ourselves yeah. up over the fact that, we're we're pulling a Martha, but it should always be something where it's like, yes, I see Martha in me, but I also see this role mm-hmm. in need that only Christ can fulfill. Yeah, yeah. So if you did see Martha in yourself, good, because that's what we were hoping for. Because Martha's in all of us. This idea of uh, this is what we naturally produce anyway, without Christ working in us. So we want you to see that because there's a gospel for that, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. So. Uh, Christ gives us the confidence to admit these moments and then come to him for, for help. If you didn't see Martha in yourself in this section, what should they do? Um, get saved. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wrote, look again, with yeah. more humility and honesty this oh, time. That's probably a better response. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, be more honest and be more humble um, and read it again. Because this is you without Jesus. Yeah. Um, and if you don't think it is, then yeah, like you do need help. <laughs> no, genuinely, because it's a sign of pride. If you can't look yeah. at, if you can't look at something like this and relate to it in some way, then you're either not looking well enough, or you're purposely choosing not to look. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. So that's Paul and Martha one. Uh, next time we get together, we'll look at Paul and Martha two, which is, um, I, it's my favorite bit. She's yeah. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but. Um, she learns more about Jesus and mm. it changes everything for her. So, yeah, yeah next time, Pono Martha 2. Nice one. Nice one.